Good morning, guys. Um, welcome back to How Come. I just want to say thank you again to our new patrons. Um, there's more and more of you every day, and it's so nice. Um, if you haven't checked out patreon.com backslash how come, we've got great extras. Um, we have the unedited interview with Dan Savage um, via Skype, so you can see uh, how weird Charlotte and I really thought we were. Um, we have extras with Ariana Maddox from Vanderpump Rules um, that I couldn't put on the actual episode because I didn't want to get sued by Bravo, but there's really good tea in there. Um, we have extras that just went up with Girls Gotta Eat. Um, 40 minutes of extras. Um, literally unreal, great stuff. So yeah, go to patreon.com backslash how come if you want to check those out. I'm also going to be arranging little meetups around New York um, so you can hang out with me, ask me questions. Um, we're going to add a layer that's like a phone interview if you want to ask me some questions or ask Charlotte some stuff. Um, so stay in touch with us at How Come Podcast on Twitter and Instagram so that you know when we add those gifts and you can sign up for them. But right now you can just head over to patreon.com backslash how come and um, yeah, check out the extras. Also, I want to say thank you to everyone who's been rating and reviewing on iTunes. I promised you that if we got to 500 reviews, um, that's like giving us five stars, then I would put out a bonus episode. We are so close. Um, we need 100 more five-star reviews on iTunes, and then I'll put out an extra episode. As soon as, as soon as it happens, I'll do it. So like, literally grab your friend's phones, do all... Do all that stuff you guys have been doing. It's been awesome. Uh, this episode, I'm interviewing two comedians, Khalid Rahman, who has been seen on Conan, and Leclerc Andre, who has been seen on The Tonight Show. They both run the Effin' Up podcast together. Um, and yeah, this episode is amazing. You guys are going to love it. How come? How come? How come I can't achieve? How come I can't achieve? I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm rolling up my sleeves. Oh, baby, I believe these guests can help. Cause I can do it by myself. I wanna just. This is gonna be a real fun episode. I am sitting here with two of my favorite comedians in the city. Um, one of them, a very old friend from comedy. One of them, a very new friend from comedy. They both have late night sets. They're, they've both had late nights, which means, you guessed it, they've had sex. And, um, <laughs> and they're awesome. Um, please welcome the co-hosts of the amazing podcast, Effin' Up, Khalid Rahman, hey. A, and Leclerc Andre. Hey. hey. It's us. It's us. You're- so you're both currently single. Oh, no. 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 I'm single. Khalid. Khalid is single. Don't get oh, in trouble. <laughs> the girl from Barbershop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, the girl from Barbershop. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that's the lady. Fun. How long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been together a year and a half. Very nice. Yeah. she coming often? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know? Uh, See, mm-hmm. so. Do you ask? Yeah, she does. I'm joking. Oh, okay. she, she, she's coming all over the place, guys. Yay. Yeah. Did you just say she's coming all over the place? All over the place. All over the place. Yeah. All over, <laughs> all over the, the place. place. Yeah. If we're being honest, like when you first, like anytime you're hooking up with a person, like guys, we have, we have proof mm-hmm. that we come, right? Yeah. yeah. So like the most we can do is say, yeah, if she says she's coming, believe her. Right. So, yeah, by the, that's the metric okay. I'm using. Yeah, I yeah. guess you can't be like, are you sure? Yeah, I can't say prove it, right? Just prove like, it? Yeah, like prove. <laughs> that would seem rude. Yeah. That would seem rude. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, Definitely. she's No, coming. if she says it, yeah. I would believe. Although I have friends recently who are faking it all over the place. It's very sad. Well, when you, Why? Come, when what? you come, do you announce it? 
Yeah. Every time. Yeah, because you it's say, so it's so rare like during sex. Like we're we're re- we really have to be like goal oriented. Yeah, so you explicitly say I'm coming. Yeah. And okay. I'm always like really proud. Like it's still tough for me to do with another person. Yeah. Yeah, I know so a lot of people, a lot of girls won't say it. They'll just like come and then afterwards it's like, yeah, I came so many times. And it's. And you're like, oh, I had no idea. Well, I'm not. That's like not when all somebody doesn't laugh at a joke and they're like, that <laughs> was funny. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, usually if, if sex is good, then you'll know, right? Oftentimes, or especially if they're vocal. But mm. sometimes, like, afterwards, they're like, oh my God, that was so great. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. But I've, there's times I've said, like, that's so great and I didn't even come. Like, I was just saying that was like a real fun time. Just like a good job. Yeah, like, <laughs> pat on the head. Well done. Yeah, wow, that Teamwork. was that you was a lot best. of fun position. Like yeah. we did good work. Sure. We were one. Yeah, it's a weird thing. So the last like I've been single for a long time, mm. maybe like ten years at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly, I mean, it was a, a few periods of having like short term girlfriends, mm. and so it's been a lot of casual stuff. And I'm trying to like stop doing that and just look for something a little more substantial yeah uh so it's it's weird like casual sex is not casual casual stuff you bring someone back and it's like you don't know the person that well you don't know each other's yeah. bodies that well it's not i know they're... i feel like i preach all the time i'm like just communicate more like tell them what you want like that's hard to do with a stranger i found that sex talk is more uncomfortable than new sex i i know people sure. who've been together yeah. for years and they're much more comfortable like most people are more comfortable having sex with a completely new person than talking about sex with a person they've been with for three years. So that's mm. like that's yeah, a yeah, weird yeah. thing that a lot of people are just they'd rather not talk about sex and do it. Yeah. Than talk about it and have to face like real Yeah. I've had yes. a I had a listener write me the other day and she was like, I've I had come before the podcast, like I masturbated all mm-hmm. the time. Um, but I had never come with my fiance and yep. like I never wanted to say anything about it. And she's like, and it kind of just like you know, opened me up like listening to stuff or whatever. And she's mm-hmm. like, and now I, I talk to him and I can cut like, but even that, that's crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. not crazy, but it's exactly what you're saying. Like, it's tough to be like, I like you in all these ways, but I've been keeping a secret. Well, I never, I, I related to like the, your podcast so much because when I first heard about it, when you first tell me about the idea, I was like, this is a good idea. Then I was thinking about it. And I was like, I wasn't like a person who could easily come myself until like, Six years ago? Ooh, are you a pot of gold? Funny I, and couldn't come for yeah, a long time? I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, I think this is my soulmate. <laughs> I was like, this is because like, um, I just didn't know what it was for me that would like get me there. Yeah. You know? I mean, I could, you know, masturbate and like make it happen. But like with other, another person, I was like, uh, I'm done, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. Oh my God. So I had the girls got to eat on mm-hmm. and they were talking about how they like will sometimes like look for evidence that the guy has cut like <laughs> <laughs> i've had a girl do that to me before really really yeah, she'll check the condom <laughs> inspector gadget yeah i'll like i'll throw it in the trash and i'll just hear her ruffling through the maybe trash. she's trying to like harvest it for later nah she's like he's gonna be on tonight show one day <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna save this in the freezer and i'm gonna get him when he get that netflix deal girl gonna get some money <laughs> yeah, the girls I used to date with had no faith in my dreams. <laughs> I seen you on stage. I'm throwing this condom away. Get out of my apartment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've had girls like girls do check to see if guys fake orgasms for sure. I've never heard of that, but I, I mean, now I know it happens. It's happened yeah. to me multiple times. I wow. guess I just give off a vibe that like <laughs> you're silent, <laughs> silent but deadly. <laughs> yeah, you're. Not, are you not allowed announcing it? I mean, I. I 
first of all, I think it's really weird that guys, like, it's like a universal thing. Like, oh, I'm coming. That's like such a weird thing to me. Mm. I think that the evidence is in mm. when it's over for guys. Yeah, so I just, I don't know. I've done that before. I've said, hey, I'm coming. If you have sex with LeClerc, he'll be like, hey, I'm coming. <laughs> it's weird. I like, guess that's why girls are checking the bag. <laughs> like, oh, I just came. Like, nigga, did you really? Just I mean, I, I, like, I didn't know for years. I couldn't, didn't have myself figured out sexually. So, like, I didn't know, like, uh, what, 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 what was needed. And then one day, this, like, wonderful lady, I mean, Allahu Akbar, uh, licked my balls. Ooh. And then I was like, that's it. That's your thing. She unlocked the code. <laughs> ski, 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 And then ski. I thought about that Chris Rock bit. I'm like, all oh, those years, I had dry balls. <laughs> Walking around with dry balls. I could have been coming the whole time. Yeah. We've actually never talked about Changed ball sucking or licking on this podcast. Changed my life forever. So um, I'm so glad that you guys are here. I mean, it was a magical, <laughs> magical day. Um, so you love it. How do you feel? Oh, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not crazy about ball playing. Interesting. See? <laughs> I must have. <laughs> I'm not, it's, it's not my thing. I don't like, I don't it like ball play at all. There, do you know what CBT is? No. Okay. It's cock and ball torture. It's, oh, I've it's heard of this. also cognitive behavior therapy. Yes. And yeah. When I first, somebody was like, oh, are you into CBT? And I was like, I've never done it, but I've like read about a lot. And they were like, <laughs> <laughs> at, first, at first I thought you said CPT and I'm like, Colored people time? Oh this my is, god. This is, the, this is the wrong podcast. Ready. <laughs> like, no. I, know, I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> How come y'all late? <laughs> We're actually very on time. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm very big on You're so prompt. So if someone is like more than twenty five minutes late for just anything, yeah. I'll just text them like, Hey, uh, I had to go. I've broken yeah. <laughs> like, I've just, broken up with somebody because I was like, I don't think you value my time. And you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, yeah. And that yeah. person does not value. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, if you can be on time to class, you can be on time to your job, you should be to be on time for the person that you yeah. intend to bang later. Absolutely. Yeah. So that so the girl just started doing, she started licking, licking, licking the balls. You, right? <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> it's like, my life has changed. You know like uh, that movie with Tobey Maguire when the world is in black and white and yeah. then one day something happens, like he, he feels love oh, and the whole world um, starts to become color. It the was like the whole Reese world. Yes, it was the whole world became color. I was like, "This is." I've been living a different life. That's great. Well, how though. old were you then again? I was like, "Wow, this was seven years ago." So I was thirty-four. So, better wow. question: How old was she? She mm. was like twenty-eight. Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking she was like learning you something, <laughs> like a Jedi. <laughs> I thought she was like, "Sit down, boy, lift your legs up," <laughs> like really grandma yeah. on you. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, man, good for her. Yeah, I mean, seriously, good for me. Man, good hit her up on Venmo, man. Just <laughs> let her know she's appreciated. Appreciate everybody, it. hit her up on Venmo. Everybody, <laughs> hit everybody up on Venmo. <laughs> yeah, can everybody stop saying happy birthday to each other? Farrah Brooks started this. She's like, "Don't say Harry, happy birthday to me. Send me one dollar on Venmo." Interesting. That's golden. Yeah, I like that. Good. Yeah. For one year, I took my birthday off of Facebook yeah. on, mm. like, the day the day before yeah. my birthday. I just said, just you know, let me. people. And I took it off. And I did it, honestly, just because I hated having my phone blow up on, on yeah. my birthday. It was yeah. just annoying. Um, but it was also, like, refreshing to just, just to see the few people who did reach out. I'm like, oh, you mark it on your calendar? Mm-hmm. What, do you love me? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Come over here and lick my balls. <laughs> <laughs> You know what we call that? Appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriating my thing, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, it was a life-changing move. It was actually interesting because it coincided with me trying to get better at sex. Because yeah. I realized what pleased me. And up until that point, I've been not very great, not very good at it. Not very good at sex. Yes. And I, I knew that 
uh, later because I dated another comedian briefly, and she we hooked up, and then she got on stage and she started telling this doing this bit about how guys with big dicks are lazy in bed, and mm. I'm like, I think she's talking about me. <laughs> he subtly then, just slid in that he's got a big dick on this podcast. Hey, ladies. this is this is, but this is how I discovered I yeah, was yeah, bad. Yeah. I was like, oh, I haven't <laughs> been doing. I discovered I was bad. I haven't been doing sex. a good job, and then we talked about it afterwards, and she was like, Yeah, you gotta be like doing stuff. You gotta be like be checking in and making sure that I'm getting yeah. off. And I was like, You know what? You're right. And then yeah. after that, I was like, You know what? I, I got to be more conscientious. I got to make this pussy eating a craft. Well, <laughs> I was like, I got to make this into a craft yeah. and get, 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 get good. Your whole podcast is about like improving yourself and I manners was and stuff. You were effing up sex mm-hmm. yes. all the time. Yes. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was effing up sex. Very weird flex. You know when you be bad at sex, <laughs> but your dick is okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just walk around with a big old dick and women still ain't coming. <laughs> You know it's not the materials, it's you. <laughs> the Big Dick Woes is the new podcast. So I went to a top of a mountain in China and I studied the pussy-eating book. <laughs> so, like, no, so I got just learned, you know, you gotta learn. Have you ever read the book She Comes First? No, I heard about that book, though. Yeah, we're gonna have um, Ian Kerner, Dr. Ian Kerner, who wrote it. Wow. Um, but basically it teaches you how to, like, eat pussy and... Mm-hmm. And worship a lady. Uh, have have you learned a lot in that department? I've learned a lot. Yeah, and I've had some good instructors who've been very patient and just like this is what you got to do. And it's been like a it's been a it's been a good experience. Yeah, before I was just like I was bad. Well, it's nice when it's somebody who's like willing to learn who comes to you, and it's not mm-hmm. just like what do you like. It's like no, what do you like? Like at this point, I'd be happy just with all oral stuff, mm. just giving and receiving. Not me. <laughs> I'm trying to go to work. <laughs> trying to bang. I'm trying to bang. Yeah, I think I, I'd prefer a bang over oral. Oh man. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like sometimes you want what you want, right? But yeah, I'm sit on my face and then I'm gonna go. <laughs> but yeah, you know, some like cool. I could go without blowjobs. Yeah, interesting. I could just go without them some, most of the times. Um, Have you ever effed up sex before? Absolutely. (laughs) Before? I've been a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I think oral sex came later because I I don't think I was good at it until I wanted to do it. Mm. Mm. And I think that's a really universal attitude towards oral sex. I think... We've all got a like begrudging blowjob, yeah. <laughs> or oh, had boy. a dude go down on the you that you could blowjob. tell really didn't want to do it. I think the difference between good oral sex and bad oral sex is people's attitude towards pleasuring the other person. Definitely. If a girl wants to give a good blowjob, she'll give you a good blowjob because yeah. she wants to do it. But if she's like, I gotta fucking suck it's this like, dick like again, a yeah. Blowjob, and she's looking at her watch, like, yeah, because you can tell when they don't want to be down there. So like, Definitely. it becomes how can I take pleasure out of something that. Is only pleasuring me, right? So <laughs> if I'm seeing you down there, like just hating it, then I'm not gonna want. Yeah. I'm not gonna want that from you anyway. So definitely, that that like changed my attitude. That used to be my my like only way I would come, like marathon blowjobs. That's not good. Well, just God torturing bless women. These women. <laughs> <laughs> I can only come if she's crying. <laughs> huge huge thing of Gatorade next to the bed, just like keep going. This is really bad. Oh, There's man. a thing. Um, I don't even have a name for it, so I shouldn't be saying it. But it's like a sleeve that goes around the dick and you're supposed to use it in conjunction with a blowjob. So if like your mouth gets tired, oh. like there's still this like rubbery, you remember those little things in the nineties that you'd like stick your fingers through oh, those little jelly things with like all the beads and the sparkles. Right, right. It's like that, but hmm. for your dick. Hmm. 
And they come in different sizes, I'd imagine. Or oh, I'd hope so for Khalid's sake. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a big dick that he doesn't know how to handle. <laughs> what can you do? Just throwing it around. <laughs> Just, wow, throwing it around. Uh, yeah, that's that's. Fun. I've never heard of this thing. Um, I've heard of grapefruits. That was a thing. Oh Great yeah, fruits. who said that? Uh, Tiffany Haddish, I think she did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Heating, yeah, yeah. heating it up. I, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> I didn't watch the movie honestly. I just I'm saw like that. you don't heat it up. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was Girls Trip. Yeah, Girls yeah, Trip. Yeah, I yeah. think she had a pretty popular scene where she was like demonstrating on mm-hmm. the grapefruit, mm-hmm. showing the moves, dropping keys. Yeah. What? Who was the first woman that, that led you through your virginity, or who like whose virginity you took? Oh, this is um, I was this is after college. I was like probably oh. 21 and it was uh, a gal who was visiting Boston from Ireland. She was in Boston every summer. There's like an influx of young Irish people who come Do and work. Do you only fuck white women? No, I've fucked other races of women, but that first one was the whitest one probably. <laughs> like that person sounds clear. She was clear. She yeah. was from like a place where I don't think they have sun- sunshine. Okay. Was- <laughs> I feel like Remy could not hold that question back a second longer. Serious. No, I, w- I was like, I'm, I know the history that I know. There's been a few, yeah. Black women don't like that. I've heard. <laughs> Tell me more. Do you feel pressure or no? No. Um, it's interesting. I, you know, usually that kind of thing is family based. That's yeah. But I've never had that. I yeah. think it, at this point, like I've been all my mom's kids are single and mm. she has no grandkids. Like she's just, I've been talking about this on stage recently. She's a 69 year old black woman with mm-hmm. four adult kids and zero grandkids, which Ugh, is like very rare. Heartbreaking. So, so yeah. So she, <laughs> so she, I mean, but she's been very cool about it. Like she doesn't really pressure us at all about it. So at this point she'd just be happy with me bringing someone home and hopefully like impregnating them immediately. Yeah. Like that's like her, yeah, probably yeah, her yeah. dream. Charlotte's, we're planning to. You guys are planning to make babies yeah, soon? Yeah, What's yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Our grandma's really intense about marriage kids she really wants grandkids it's just not a priority for us right and like now. a nice jewish boy yeah so i was who's in finance we love our who's grandma. in finance like, yes we love her i will do anything to make her happy but like this is just not on my radar right now yeah. so i was thinking i might get one of my best guy friends just to pretend to be my boyfriend make up a whole story about him introduce them you know and like mm-hmm. Then eventually someone's going to have a baby around. I'll bring it. Oh, <laughs> it's you know? like a very long-term plan. <laughs> this it's, is a real long right, con. Yeah, it's a long con. If any family members are listening, you're in now. Do not. Do not tell. Yeah. yeah. So I like his, your voice. Did you notice her voice? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have a great voice. It's very smoky. <laughs> okay, so that's a, that's big a, been a big point of contention on the podcast. Like We've been told so many times that our voices sound similar on like conference calls. Oh, and we're growing up. Growing Yeah, but... Oh, your but voices sound nothing like that. Now, it. there's a split between the listeners of this podcast. Some mm. of them are like, it's really difficult to hear the two of you talk together. And some of them are like, Charlotte's voice is so much sexier. What are you talking about? Mm. <laughs> no, she does have a great voice. Yeah. <laughs> I was 17 when I lost my virginity. Oh, yeah, in your crazy uh, crazy scenario. <laughs> yeah. She was a black girl. You hear mm-hmm. that? Uh, <laughs> He's like, you hear that, black women? <laughs> uh, she was a black. Yeah, she's black. And I, I was 17. She was 25 or 26. Really? And uh, and I didn't. It was weird because I had I never came. I never masturbated or what? anything before. Because of Jesus. Because, yeah, Jesus was like, hey, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, player. <laughs> no, you know Napoleon? Email? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He has the same story that the first time he came was having sex because yeah. he never masturbated, but his was because he was told masturbation was gay. 
That's like going from the minor leagues to the big leagues. Yeah, well, I never thought masturbation was gay. I just thought it was kind of lame. Lame? Yeah. I you said you, was... said you and like your brothers, like you had like a Yeah, like a me, pact. We, we were raised in a church, so we kind of all had an agreement that we weren't going to lose our virginity until we got married. But then my older brother ah. uh, came to his senses. <laughs> <laughs> and I started finding out he was messing around. And I was like, I can't just be the only one with dry balls in the house. So... <laughs> So I, I kind of started giving up on that idea that I was going to wait for marriage. And um, I ended up meeting this girl at like a, a jacuzzi party. I don't even know if that's a thing. but <laughs> <laughs> And we, we, we hooked up. And I remember like trying to put off, you know, when you're like messing around in bed and you, you haven't had sex before. So I didn't know. The tr- <laughs> you know when you're a virgin? <laughs> no, you ain't never had nothing going on except for your left hand and your right hand if you're not lazy. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm in bed with this grown ass woman, right? Yeah. She's a grown woman. Yeah. And I'm trying to make out with her for as long as that's interesting to her. But she's like, <laughs> all right, nigga, where's the moves? What you, what you going to do now? And I was like, you know, I'm trying to pull, like, she's pulling out all the stops. And I'm like, I don't have a condom. She's pulled one out of her pocket. And I'm like, all right, this is bad. So, and you hadn't really seen porn, really, either. No. I mean, I didn't have a computer, I don't think. I don't even think I had a computer at the time. So, And I, hot tub party, is it a party surrounded surrounding one hot tub or is it like multiple hot tubs in a space yeah my homie had a jacuzzi okay uh and uh he was like hey bring your bathing suit i think we're gonna get in a jacuzzi so that be just became a theme of the party okay so like i saw girls walking around in their bikinis i'm like all right i don't know if i can hide a boner for too long <laughs> <laughs> in this party so we ended up hooking up and what's crazy is that my best friend and his girlfriend were in the same bed what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were in the same bed with What us. do you mean? Yeah, like we were just making out in his bed and he was Wait, okay. Girl. First of all, rewind. Why is a 25-year-old at a high school party? My so my my friend at the time, he was dating, he was he graduated from high school. So he was dating a girl who was 25 okay. as well, and she invited her girlfriends. Okay. So I just met one of his girlfriends. Did you approach her or did she approach you? It was like mutual flirting. Okay. Um and plus you're a lot you're very tall, so you look, yeah, a, lot, I was, look uh, a lot older. I was tall but I was also frail. Like I was very skinny. Uh, so I, I don't think she was like she wasn't under the impression that I was of age, I don't think. But yeah, she was just like, "Ooh, look at that hot, She's just skinny child <laughs> out here raping." Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we ended up hooking up, and it was weird. I didn't know how to put the condom on, which is a very embarrassing thing to be happening while you're having. Sex. I had the same issue. Yeah, first time. I mean, also it didn't help that like the woman who who uh, I had sex with the first time, she wanted to use only the condoms that have like the the um, unlubricated ones. What that are like. They're like, they're like chalky. She's like, I gotta stay so so she said, pale. She was, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she just had confidence she in her juices. She was a virgin too, and she said oh, that she heard what? these were better for you. Wait, how did you guys meet? We met. Uh, I used to work at Cheers Boston, the bar. That, Stop. Yeah, that the TV show is based on. And then my buddy Kevin and I would go out after work and like meet people at like bars in the neighborhood and like hang out and stuff. And see, he was dating this girl who was an Irish girl who was visiting, and this was her friend. Oh and my God. yeah. Yeah. I love Cheers. And their, and their accents were like really like horrendous. Charming. No, they were, they were charming. They, they had like the good like fancy, ac- fancy Irish accents, not like the kind of rougher ones. Uh oh 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 Irish accent. I'm thinking Boston accents. No, no they she were like, moved they were from Irish, Irish. Yeah, Irish. They were like Irish. Visiting from Ireland for the summer. Amazing. Yeah. And then went a couple dates, and then back to my place, and then we just started making out, and, and she was like, "I have something to tell you." I'm a virgin. And I was like, me too. <laughs> and she was like, let's do it. And then um, I had uh, I had condoms, but they were like the, not the kind she wanted to use. So I went to like CVS, I, like ran to CVS, like rock hard, just like, <laughs> like the Roadrunner. And I got the condoms, came back, and it was like over in like 
I don't know. See, that's nice to have sure. camaraderie, though, with somebody yeah. who's like, yeah, I'm a virgin, too. I've never taken a girl's virginity. I don't think. Yeah. I've always wanted to take someone's, but now I'm way too old that it would be very strange. And mm. I'm sure Ben would mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you don't have you didn't have that same camaraderie. You kind of had to like pretend that you were hey, teamwork. Like, I didn't pretend. You did it. You were just kind of like I just I mean I wasn't out there like yeah, I got this, but mm-hmm. I wasn't. You know how I do, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, bust like, I bust it open for your boy. I, I was not know how I you do. do. <laughs> <laughs> Neither was, do you, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I was not out there flexing. I was just like tr- just trying to navigate and keep keep my bearings. How was it that you ended up in the same room as your the, friend? Um, uh, it was and the bed. only room. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only room in the house that had a bed. So logic. Yeah. So I not mean, like you know what it was? It was it was his bed in his defense. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it was his bed, but we were there first. So it was, Okay, so yeah. I yeah. understand. And this that. wasn't a king like, size hey, bed. Hey, we want to use this bed. Roll over. I mean, the details are getting fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember us being in the bed first, them joining us. But it's not like they joined in the into the bed. In a sexual way. Like, while we were already having sex. We were just, like, already messing around in the bed. And when they hopped in, it was like... I think they were falling asleep. I put okay. that in air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they liked the show. And uh, oh I think God. I was just too lazy to move. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I also think it's not that uncommon to do, like stuff in communal spaces when you're in high school yeah like yeah. a lot of my first fingering was like under a pile of other people in a tent mm. on a trip absolutely that's the way to do it yeah was it, it a camp uh no we had like a bike trip to lancaster pennsylvania which okay. is amish country okay. and that made everyone very sexually aroused <laughs> gotcha. i've never had an issue like messing around in front of people well i mean apparently not I your th- first experience you know. i think it's because i think it's because yeah my first experience was like that but like i just remember like from like 17 to like 25 i can c- countless experiences where like i don't want to say countless but there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of times where there's just like open fucking going on and yeah. like we were just all cool with it so that you came the first time oh ex- very fast very fast yeah i mean uh, but I didn't know I came, which is because I I had nothing to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it was just one of those things where um, I put the condom on, we started having sex, and then it was all so great. But the thing was, I I just didn't. There was no way for me to know for sure that, that I that came was it. outside of like you know. Yeah, I got a message from a listener the other day who was like, "I had this weird thing happen. Like she's never had an orgasm before, and she's like, I think it might have been an orgasm. Like my toes curled and my back flexed, and like a lot of fluid came out. And I was like, Yeah, I think." You That's had it. An orgasm. She was like, "Oh, sick." Yeah, I get that. I completely get that. Yeah, when I so when I came, you know, if you if you come and you continue having sex, oftentimes yeah. the condom will come will will stay inside the girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was like, "Hey, man, uh, give it back." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Uh, uh-uh, he gonna be the tonight show one day." <laughs> I'm uh, keeping this one. I was like, "You got something of mine, and I want it back right now." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then I, you know, it was weird. Did you ever talk to her again after? Yeah, we like talked all summer and then I went off to college and that was weird. So like technically that was statutory rape. Technically, but who's being technical these days? I mean, I don't I don't like to think of it as like, I mean, let's be honest. Like it wasn't a situation where like she was taking advantage right. of mm-hmm. a non-consenting person. Right. Um, and it's all she was also she also didn't know how old I was in her defense. Ah. So I uh, I mean, I was in high school. I was a senior in high school, so she could have guessed that I could have been 18. Um, so Charlotte just reminded me that the age of consent in New York is actually 17. So she technically wasn't raped. You grew up in Maryland, um, where the age of consent is also 17. And 
there are rules. She was she was abiding between the rules. But I think what's important is like between then and now, like just not to assume stuff. I think there wasn't like the culture of talking about so much anyway, too. Right. And, t- and like now, like this year, I would hope people have learned enough that they're like, OK, yeah, I should ask how old someone is. And yeah. I should ask it like, are you down? Ask how old they are. Don't keep them in the basement. All these. We're learning learning these things from these documentaries. We're learning a lot. It's a slow process. Which ones are you watching? Uh, Start watching that R. Kelly documentary. Oh, my God. There's a lot of. Yeah, he he didn't ask anything. Uh, Did you watch the whole thing? Not yet. No, I I watched watched the whole thing. I watched the first part and I don't think I need to watch the rest. Yeah. I don't understand why people are like so up in arms now, though. That's the thing. Like, why do we need a six-part documentary series when he already he already has a tape out explicitly showing him pissing on a person? And we need like a documentary to like, yeah. It's like how much do we, how much shit do we need to corroborate before we're like, you know what? I think enough's enough. I I think that's why I have so much issue with the current outrage that's happening because I canceled R. Kelly years ago. Same. I was like, I never even liked I Believe I Can Fly. Yeah, that guy's not like the whole. I, I do think that. We kind of muddy the conversation because, of course, we should be able to forgive people when people make mistakes. But mm. we're not talking about mistakes. We're talking about like a lifetime of behavior. Yeah. And I think that we need to be more understanding of that type of context. If a person fucks up once and they make amends and they try to repair their image and do the right things. Yeah, we'll have a conversation about forgiveness. Yeah. But if a person's like a serial monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what the doc goes through is like the first relationship that he had, which was statutory rape, was with yeah. Aaliyah. And I think the first documented one. Yeah, sure. The first documented one when he became famous. And I think a lot of people had kind of rose tinted glasses like, oh, you know, it's just like they had a bond and like they're meant to be and then they're going to get like, but then it becomes it's not it wasn't just her. It was someone who is 15 or below. Well, it's about all the people who enabled it too. A hundred percent. The handlers. A lot of people made a lot of money off of R. Kelly for a lot of years. Yeah. It was in their best interest to keep all this out of the public eye. Yeah. They're like, it was so strange. He'd be like, go get some girls Mm -hmm. at the mall and we'd go get some girls. Yeah. That's not, and it's not cool of everyone else to just not care. There's (laughs) other people in that situation who probably also should be in jail. Because they <laughs> seriously, because yeah. they're like like wrangling up high school girls for him at the mall. Like yeah. that's not that's criminal. Yeah. Most of the people in the documentary, <laughs> yeah. should be in jail. Yeah. yeah, and it's what the worst part is is the how complicit a lot of the women were who were like hooking R. Kelly up with other girls. Mm-hmm. It's like if I get it that in hindsight, of course, your vision mm-hmm. is better, but it's like it wasn't for a lot of money. A lot of these payoffs he was doing either. It was like. $2,000. It was insane. It was just getting to be part of the world. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it wasn't money at all because he gave Aaliyah's parents $100. What? Yeah, $100. That's not hush money. No. That's like shut up and get the fuck out of my face money. So it's it's just disrespect. The whole idea that um, money was the reason, is, is, I just don't buy into that at all. Yeah. I watched the whole thing and it's horrifying. He keeps people enslaved basically and has this huge power thing where they have to bang on the door to ask if they can eat, if they can do anything, if they can go to the bathroom. Like, And we as a society have enabled it because there's never been any repercussions. Mm-hmm. Well, now it looks like he's starting to get shut down professionally. Like his record label dropped him. Sony dropped him. All these. But it has to start at the top. I don't think it has to start at the top. I think it, uh, I think it really started grassroots when people started the mute R. Kelly movement. So mm-hmm. like it's starting at the top. 
I think that it really started with people just outwardly protesting him. Yeah. And that backlash is what encouraged mm-hmm. Sony to say, all right, yeah, maybe yeah, we yeah. don't want to stand beha- behind this dude. But that's bad. That means that it's basically just the company like, well, we can't make money off of this anymore. We yeah. might as well shut it down. Well, I don't know if that's the case either. I think that he's, I think they can still make money off of him. It's just that I don't know if long term it's going to bode well for them if they just don't have the balls to say, hey, maybe mm. we should drop this rapist mm-hmm. who's on our roster. Yeah. I will say one thing about this. I worked at Last Week Tonight with John Oliver for like three years, and we had numerous R. Kelly fact checks. And so I knew about all of this stuff and didn't understand why nobody was talking about it or doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just, I don't want to say like we're lazy as a society, but like we don't know until a movie about it comes out or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it wasn't just the pee. All this stuff about like basically enslavement of these girls has been out for so long. And even until I had to fact check it, didn't have a clue. And I don't know why. Yeah, I didn't know that. I just, I just thought he was hooking up with to notice. a younger girl. And I thought that was fucked up. MTV but this is much reported- worse on his marriage to Aaliyah. They did. Yep, that, yeah. Remember when sure. MTV News was a thing? They had an interview with both of them. Yeah, and they were like really like casual about it. So what's going on with you and our... She's a child, and they're like jiving about her. I'm like, what the... I don't understand like how this outrage, this burn has been so slow. Like, And I, I completely understand why he's so empowered. It's like, what you, what, why are y'all mad now? I, y'all, I've been outwardly doing this for years. Why yeah. are y'all mad? I watched it with my friend, and we've known each other for a really long time. And I was like, just in the beginning, I was like, benefit of the doubt. Like, like because we always have to play devil's advocate. What if she just was into him, too? And what? And, and that my friend matter. goes, that doesn't matter. It doesn't it's matter. on him to be the adult and not fuck the kid. Like, we had been in situations before where, like, like we worked at a tennis club and she wanted to hook up with one of the older instructors, one of the older mm-hmm. employees or whatever. Right. And like, and then he did make a move or whatever. And she was just kind of like, Oh, like yeah. I don't want this. And it should have been you uh, on you yeah. to turn me away as like a little kid who doesn't sure. know what they're doing. Yeah. I was so dumb at 14. So dumb at 14. And I could only imagine like how impressionable Aliyah must've been getting into the music she's not in Same school industry. every day yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not like she's like getting smarter at 14 she's just like making music and around all these powerful yeah men. that's what it was too it's not even like the money thing we were saying before it's none of these girls were trying to be like accountants or whatever they were all trying to crack into the music industry and they thought this would be their big break yeah and they're just doing what they thought they had to do yeah people Turn off the R. Kelly. Turn off R. Kelly. <laughs> if you learn anything from this podcast. None yeah. of, all the defenses of R. Kelly, none of them are even remotely sensible. No. No. There's, there's nothing you can say that justifies standing behind R. Kelly. Well, they all come back to, but I like his music though. Yeah. That's all they come back it's, to. It's so, I've canceled people for far less. Mm. I have a cousin who left me on red. <laughs> I'm like, he's, done, he's dead to me. <laughs> dead to me. He's never made a classic. I don't give a shit. It's yeah. like... I don't understand why people have... And also, my biggest thing is people like going out of their way to openly defend a stranger. Sure. These people don't know R. Kelly from right. anywhere. And they're like, but he's a good father. How would you know? Well, sure. one of the girls in the doc... I don't know if you, you didn't get this far. Mm-mm. But um, she went to one of the trials to kind of like be outside and be like, R. Kelly's innocent. R. Kelly's innocent. And he met her that way and then became one of his victims 
It's so fucked up. A stranger went to his trial to defend him. Like not in the, but you know, like stand outside, like how everyone did with Michael Jackson. Like we love you, Michael. And ended up being Being abused by him for years. (sighs) I mean, I don't want to say anything bad about this girl. No, but the irony is painful. You you were just on TV. Yeah, you got a future in business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but again, that speaks to this this like willful ignorance that a lot of people have. Like, why are we going out of our way to defend people who have like this track record? Yeah, people did this for Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Oh my, that's yeah. the one I'm watching now. Well, I think, I think He's like he, the people wanted to think he was innocent because he was he, cute. good looking. How crazy mm-hmm. is that? I think something uh, the Roy Wood Jr. was saying the other day makes sense about this. He was on Bomani Jones podcast, and he said that. He thinks part of the reason a lot of people defend R. Kelly is because they have something in their family, an uncle uh-huh. who's very similar, yeah. who did something to them, yep. or did something to one of their family members yep. that has not been reckoned with, mm-hmm. or they see themselves yep. in R. Kelly and their behavior. They did something to somebody when they were younger. They never dealt with it. They never had to account for it. So they feel like this this affinity in a way this like that if they go after R. Kelly, they're going after themselves or they're going after their family. Or mm-hmm. they, so there's a lot of things, there's a lot of abuse that goes on that becomes a cycle of abuse psychologically. Mm-hmm. And that kind of empowers people who are victimizers to keep victimizing because people don't want to deal with their own stuff. Totally. So people, I think, identify with him in a lot of different ways that, you would, that would never even come to mind for people. Yeah. That goes for bad behavior universally, though. Sure. Like, I mean, people, when people see people saying crazy things like, oh, Trump supporters are assholes, and it's like... Some people know Trump supporters, but I'm saying, but this is but this is a little bit different because it's very um, taboo to talk about. So, like, gotcha, gotcha, sexual gotcha. abuse within the family, within like yeah. the, family, the friend group, it's very taboo to talk about. So, people have this shame and secrecy around it, which makes them completely unwilling to even justify I their offense of someone like R. That. Kelly's brothers are in the documentary, and they're both giving testimonials about him being a great guy from jail. <laughs> I saw one of his brothers was in jail. I I don't know. Maybe it's only one, but. (laughs) Well, at least somebody got caught. Yeah. (laughs) I always say, however, men responded to the Me Too movement is very showing about or telling about who they've been sexually in their past lives. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're taking into account, okay, yeah, like I've did some fucked up stuff. I want to not change my behavior versus this has gone too far. You can't even say hi to a woman anymore. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it always struck me as one of the funniest responses. What? I can't even say hello. <laughs> can't say hello. Hello. How you doing? What's like, going on? What? I, I can't even it. tell women to smile anymore. You should be doing that, bro. You should be doing that. <laughs> All I said was God bless you, mom. <laughs> and I'm the asshole. Huh? I said, hola. Nah, I'm a rapist. What's up with that? It's like, I put a poll on our Instagram that was like, who's ish- initiating more, you or the other person? Very innocuous poll. And this guy responded to me, well, I used to initiate all the time, but now you never know how someone's going to take it as harassment. I'm like, did that poll, that was such a stretch. Like, did that not, was that not clear that like the person, you have the person's consent already? I think people. Like, I just meant initiating sex with somebody that like, like your partner Who wants to have sex with yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, I think people have uh, been s- somewhat disingenuous with responses to it, but there is a kernel of frustration that I do understand. Like, uh, not just since the Me Too movement, but o- over the last, like maybe I would say ten years or so, there's been a movement away from in-person interaction Te- and definitely. more towards apps and dating sites, and that kind of like has been a- had a chilling effect on how people meet people. And it definitely 
has spilled over into this with me too because people are like, like I definitely know I'm less likely to approach a woman in public who's a stranger. And that used to be like how people would just meet people. It used to like like on the subway, right. in the supermarket, and they, it, it, not even on a disrespectful like a mom, but on like a real like human to human kind of level. I used to, my thing was meeting people on the subway. <laughs> That's how I used to meet most of the people I would go out with. <laughs> so it was just like, hey, girl, you trying to lick some balls? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just hang out at the G train terminal. No, yeah. no, I would meet people. I just happened to meet several people who were very nice on the subway. I think I've been less likely to do that. But yeah. It's also like an older and lazier. There's a, there was that video that went viral of the girl walking through New York City and being catcalled, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, the big thing that stood out to me was that everybody was kept saying all these unsolicited advances, all these unsolicited comments. But anytime you're you're talking to a stranger, it's unsolicited, right? Sure. Yes. So th- it becomes this weird thing where it's like, I understand the pushback of having a stranger talk to you, mm-hmm. but let's not... Let's not group every stranger interaction. Sure. Let's not group all those interactions into catcalling. Some of them are just like literally, hello, how you doing? Good what morning. What the hell is wrong with hello? Good morning. Good morning. I'm like, this, what's wrong with saying that? And then, you, But if you put like a hundred of them in a row, you can start to shape the narrative. Sure. And there were some people who were creeps. Like people sure. followed her down the street. People said mean things. Yeah. But then there's other people who are just like, hello, are we not allowed to flirt like that's that's that could be just like a flirtation. Like, hello, how you mm-hmm, doing? Mm-hmm. And what if she like thinks this guy's cute? I'm gonna say hello back. And then next thing you know, they're on a date. Next thing you know, they're married. That used to happen all the time. That's how people freaking got right, together before right. everyone was like, "We're gonna be in my app when I'm at the bar and around all these people." Like that's not how mm-hmm. it always was. Mm-hmm. So that video shaped the way I look at street interaction a lot for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, at one point, I did start thinking maybe because because people were saying it's about power, right? When people are saying good morning, it's like, are they saying good morning to everyone? It becomes a question, right? Right. And but then you have to say good morning to everyone. People are allowed to flirt if, with strangers. No, if in you public. make eye contact though, and it's like, a, oh look, we're looking at each other. Hey, that makes or sense. head nod or a smile or a but, head nod or a smile. Yeah. Versus somebody who's yeah. I hated that argument after the after the video. It was like, oh, they wouldn't say hello to guys. Who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, that's what people for, like, millennia have been doing to meet other people, <laughs> saying hello to a stranger in public. That's a thing that happens. That that's was an issue. People mm-hmm. that, was a, that was a big issue. Dudes were getting jealous. They're like, well, I'm cute. How come he ain't saying nothing to me? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the other – I remember after that video came out, I saw this dude standing on the corner on Franklin, and uh, a girl walked by him. He was like, good morning, and she ignored him. And I started thinking, oh, man, this dude just, like, creeping on girls. And then he said good morning to me. And I was like, this guy's an angel. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a godsend. And then there's people who are just friendly. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was just out there saying good New morning York, to people. In New York, was, that sticks out because a lot of people are just like, I got to go where I'm going and everyone else can fuck off. But and again, that's like, you know, it's the response to the to the whatever. If they yeah, say good it, morning and you don't say good yes. morning back and they're like, oh, you don't want to kiss? That's a bad response, you know. If That'd be you don't a weird say, response. yeah. <laughs> I think why a lot of women are fearful is because "Good morning" is it, usually followed. If you respond to "Good yes. morning," it goes, "Well, where you going, girl? Can I walk with?" Right. You? It can also escalate into like a really crappy place. Yeah. So, like the, people, the person who's like "Good morning" and then like they get ignored and they're like, "Well, fuck you, then you ugly." Like yeah, that's yeah, that yeah. happens. And also, it's like I didn't even ask for this interaction. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah. Yes. So. Just kind of try and read the room. I'll tell you who's 100% creeps, though. People who, who send the good morning text. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's some creepy shit. I had to block good morning. for that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're giving me shivers up my spine. We've creepy. never met. That Ugh. is creepy. Creep. Yeah. What kind of craziness is this? I've had girls tell me 
hey, why don't you say good morning? Uh, I mean, yeah. that's that's a, that's a weirdo also. But once <laughs> you know already. I'm, once I, like, I've, I'm getting to know. But yeah, like, what, they're like, why don't you check in with me? Yeah, I, I just hate the, that there's like people. No, Khalid's guys are like, we met once at a club mm-hmm. and then suddenly Khalid's like, guys. Hey, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Khalid's <laughs> team. The ones that he trains. Khalid's squad. He's like that guy from um, VH1. What was that show? The oh, single pickup out? artist. Pickup artist. Oh, yeah, my you're God. the pickup Mystery. artist. Mystery. The yeah. Dude, that dude. Yeah. Oh, my. It's so funny. But you just tell everyone to send good morning texts. That's oh Khalid's crew. God, this is what you got to do, fellas. You got to wear a peacock hat. <laughs> You gotta have some snow goggles on for no reason, and you gotta send these ladies a good morning every single morning. And in no time, they'll be licking your balls. <laughs> Take notes, fellas. So did did the licking of the balls? Like open? <laughs> and we're back. Did, did the licking of the balls open a floodgate? Like, because I know the first time I came, it like definitely opened the floodgate to being able to come other ways. Like, can you handle coming without the licking of the balls? When you said floodgate, the first thing I thought was like, was it like more explosive? Oh, and I was like, yes, I almost came on my own face. <laughs> so like, hey, hey, hey. Um, no. Uh, I, it still was pretty much and pretty much has been mostly just like looking of the balls throughout. Nice. Just like that's like the main way. But I have recently been able to come through penetration and also through um, uh, blowjobs. Very nice. Through penetration. Yep. What was his name? <laughs> <laughs> you see, now that's a, that's a joke from like 2017 <laughs> from before we were woke and we didn't realize that everyone can be gender fluid and have. Definitely. Um, do you remember the first time that you ever came through masturbation or in general through masturbation um i was probably very young probably like ah maybe eight what yeah maybe eight or nine yeah mm. i'm always so blown away but <laughs> <laughs> well you had made a pact to not to not like watch porn or have sex or do anything bro. eight years old you you stroking <laughs> yourself bro oh bro i was all about it man tearing Damn. up tearing up them, them Table corners, <laughs> just like rubbing up. I used to. This is what I used, you used to do. Used to hump table corners. Uh, this was this was my move. This is like very embarrassing. This is what I used to do. I used to go upstairs to the upstairs bathroom, linoleum floor, and I would hump my hand into the floor. <laughs> and of course, my mom caught me one time, and she was like, she was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I dropped something." <laughs> and this is how dope my mama. She was like. I right. <laughs> closed the door, kept it moving. She knew oh, I was up. I she knew what I was up to. She caught me. Many, she caught me many other times masturbating because I once I got well, you know, once I did it the first time, I was like, oh, I'm hooked. Yeah. So I was like, you know, she catch me periodically. Just and she's also one of those moms who just walk into my room, mm. just trying to like keep Travis what I was up to. And I'm like, you know what I'm up to? I'm jerking off. <laughs> what is the mystery? I'm jerking off. I'm playing video games. Just, that's all I'm doing. You know, she, but she was like, I don't want you doing drugs. She's one of those people like yeah, very yeah. on top of me about but like. But that's nice that she was on top of you for everything else except this because I feel like parents she, who are generally yeah. really strict, they're like, don't do that. But like she was, and that she was always the perfect ignored, response. She always ignored that and except for the one time and this probably happened to a lot of kids and I, you know, boys are disgusting this way. So you start jerking off. You gotta clean up, mm-hmm. and boys are la- boys are lazy, and we just be grabbing the socks mm. and my socks. And she was doing my laundry until I was yeah. like eight or so, like, until I was like nine or so. Then I started doing my own laundry, and I think part of the reason she started to be, she started to be like, you know what, you gotta do your own laundry from now on, just because of that. Tired yeah. of cleaning every- those yeah. fucking cum covered socks. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that'll do it. That's like, you know what? This is your responsibility. You did it. You clean it up. And you're like, I'm willing. For the, I'll, I'll yeah. pay the yeah. pay the price for the crime. Yeah. 
I'm Absolutely. just gonna keep climbing. Yeah, but socks. Mm. Mm. Also, that's another thing that people should learn from this. If you drop your laundry off, do not be wiping cum on your fucking clothing because those women who are cleaning your clothes are cleaning your disgusting fucking cum colored clothing. Yeah. You're not tipping them either. You, you gotta freaking use paper towels. I always feel if bad. If you're dropping your, I mean, your like, clothes off, but like they get they do your underwear too. Like that's. But you should tip them. I'm saying like you should tip them, but you should tip them extra, extra, extra if you're freaking. Yeah, up like you're that. not a hero, Khalid. Y'all, I'm a hero. Man. I'm a hero. Out of here, man. I'm a hero, y'all. This post, <laughs> I think jizz is like one of the least terrible things they're cleaning up at laundromat. Think about what you just said, dude. Seriously, it's man. It's not one of the least. People shit their pants, bro. Yo, when you shit your pants, you know what the protocol is. You throw, you throw them away. away and never think about it ever again. Throw them away, People man. are not dropping off poop-filled <laughs> underwear at the fucking laundromat. Oh, man, I'm the only one. <laughs> just your boy. You're not going to hear bad people thinking I'm the only one <laughs> dropping off loaded diapers. He's like, you know how much underwear costs these days in this economy? Uh-uh. Yeah, cum is the worst thing, I think, that people are putting on their clothes. Yeah. Uh, blood. Blood is tough to get blood is, out. Well, yeah. And blood is more recognizable, I think blood, too. you got to throw that away, too. You got to throw this. What? You can't get blood out of stuff. You got to throw it away. You got to move. Well, then again, I'm just, this is male privilege talking. Yeah. You know? I could have no underwear. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you don't just buy underwear every month. You just don't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have hundreds of pairs of underwear. I, I never masturbated in the home I grew up in. Oh, yeah. weird flex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> weird flex. Well, I didn't start masturbating until, until after uh, the sex. After yeah. sex, so yeah. I I had sex when I was graduating high school, and then I was living on campus. Oh, my house was a crime scene. Yeah. <laughs> I was up to no good. Where did you grow up? In Maryland. In Maryland. And what kind of church were you going? Was it like a specifically... It was a Baptist, like, fellowship church. It was... I mean, it was... I don't think... I'm not... I don't want to paint my church or my religious upbringing as, like, particularly stringent mm. or... But I do think that... Uh, I, I do think that sexual behavior was definitely frowned upon. Were there a lot of other people in the church that were making similar pacts and stuff? Like, was that a popular thing? I don't know. <laughs> we didn't openly talk about, like, our, our sexual... I do remember specifically going to a summer camp and, like, pledging... Like, you know when you, like, give your life to... Well, Clint doesn't know, but... Like, like, allegiance to the yeah, flag and also to not jerking off. To Well, like, to give your life to the Lord or whatever. And I remember, like... A lot of my peers were doing that, and I remember doing it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you had this like church community of people who were your age. Yeah, so um, it's easier to make that decision because it's not like you're going to be left out or right. seen as like a loser or something. Right. So I never. That's not something I've had to worry about at home, like getting caught jerking off. Mm-hmm. I think. I think my younger brother. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think he started doing that before me. Uh, I think I remember like walking in on him in high school or something like that. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just never did it at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's nothing I ever had to worry about, like getting caught by my mom. Yeah. Oh my God, the horror. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like thinking about it now. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm disturbed at the idea. Is, the funny thing is I would, uh, <laughs> I would be completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> Because I had to like get romantic for myself. I was yeah, like, Yeah, self care. Oh, snap. It's time to do my thing. I got to get upstairs to the bathroom in this robe. <laughs> like, I'll light a scented candle. It's amazing. It was bad. And I was just so scrawny, too. So I'm like, That must have been just like a horrible sight. <laughs> this, this kid who's like all elbows and knees and fucking shoulder blades, just like down there, just like fucking viciously pumping his hand. Fucking the hand on the floor. Against the linoleum floor. Oh. <laughs> My knuckles are always so sore. 
I can't imagine my parents, either of my parents, walking on on me. That would be horrible. Toilet paper bill through the roof. <laughs> I just because really most times I think about people walking in on guys. I'm like, oh, they're in the bed or whatever. Like that is a very crazy visual that I think mm-hmm. equates to a female visual because like we are lying down or we'll be upside down or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. I didn't know about this like jerk off hand motion that, uh-huh. that most guys apparently were doing until like I watched porn. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and then I was like. That seems a little more convenient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how efficiently. I've had this wonderful tool the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye, Floor. <laughs> Sometimes, though, I miss that little linoleum, you know? <laughs> Does your mom still live in that house? No. Oh, we sold, sold man. that house. She, was, she, uh, she moved, but man. Oof. Wait, so how did you learn how to jack off if you had sex the first time you came? I, um, after I had sex, it completely open my eyes to all types of <laughs> the world was in color all of a sudden so i i do think that there's some truth to the idea that once you're introduced to sexual behavior it just only makes you more curious mm-hmm. about sex mm-hmm. so after i had sex once i'm like always thinking about sex so i started watching i think i started watching porn that summer uh and then by the time i was in college i felt like i was a pro <laughs> well I'm excited. I'm glad that you both are effing up sex way less. Your yeah. girlfriend looked real happy with you. <laughs> and I, I do believe that she's coming. Yeah. Khaled, I'm glad you are making love to yourself on a regular basis. I mean, you have to. It sounds sexy. <laughs> light, light a candle and everything. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, can you remind my listeners where they can find you online? Absolutely. Uh, you can find me at Khalid says on instagram k-h-a-l-i-d-s-a-y-s mm-hmm. and at khalid nyc on twitter cool clerk yeah i'm on uh i'm on the instagram too uh, uh at leclerc andre l-e-c-l-e-r-c-a-n-d-r-e uh and yeah check out the podcast f and up yes. uh, it's on instagram as well at mm-hmm. f and up mm-hmm. which is fine mm-hmm. and that's e-f-f-n up we, I'll post both of your um, links to your stand-up sets because they're both awesome. All right. <laughs> um, and I just have to ask this at the end of a sexual experience, which this has verifiably been. Mm-hmm. Um, Khaled, did you finish? I did not. Oh, no. Mm, yes. Because the balls. Because the balls. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll call someone in to fix that up for you. But spiritually, yes, I have Okay, amazing. Yeah. Um, Leclerc, did you finish? Yeah, I finished. Okay. <laughs> you said it's so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to check the bag, too. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. That's a callback, people. Uh, thank you for coming, and we'll see you next time on How Come. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. It's not you, it's me. I try so hard to finish honestly. They say you'll know. When you go all the way from A right down to O Oh no I think that I still got a ways to go Oh oh I'm sick of this and I have got to know How come? How come? How come I can't achieve? How come I can't achieve? I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm rolling up my sleeves. Oh, baby, I believe these guests can help. Cause I can't do it by myself. I wanna jizz. Me again. Just reminding you guys to rate, review, and subscribe so we can get that extra episode. I'm so excited. Um, also, go to patreon.com if you want extras. There will be extras for this episode and they will come out on Wednesday. Okay, bye, guys.